Punk's not dead, and neither is New Wave. Join Buzz and Ben on Static Rage, the Punk and New Wave album review podcast. You know, sometimes bands that you know and love and think you know a lot about surprise you because they have an incarnation that you did not know about. And this is one of those times here on Static Rage. I'm Ben. With me, as always, is Buzz. How are you doing tonight, Buzz? I'm doing wonderful. And I'm actually going to echo everything you just said, because until you asked me about this album, I had no idea who this was. Well, you know, I didn't know. I haven't known about it much longer than when I mentioned it to you, like maybe a couple of weeks, because ironically, one thing that I have to give TikTok credit for is there are all kinds of creators on there, some of them doing music content. And there was a guy talking about this band that had dudes from Merciful Fate in it before they were Merciful Fate. And he didn't like sell it that way. He was talking, you know, um, about like how the singer really wanted to be in a band. And he, so he was in this band and it didn't really do a whole lot. And then he went on to be in Merciful Fate, but he mentioned this album. I was like, fuck, I'm going to go listen to that. And when Buzz and I were talking about restarting the podcast, you know, I was like, well, we should do this album. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of, I was kind of like, I don't want to say taken aback, but I was like, okay, okay. And you know what it reminds me of? For for everyone listening to this in 2022, there's a very popular show on Netflix about a group of D&D geeks that end up saving the world um, in a very 1980s fashion. And a lot of people that are very young, like like under the age of 10, or I guess say between 10 to 14, are finding out about a wonderful band called Metallica and the song Master of Puppets because of a very specific scene. And I felt like that. Like when I when I heard this, I'm like, oh, wait, what? Th- yeah, this is awesome. And I'm like, oh god, this is. How did I miss this? How have I never known about this? So I feel like one of those kids right now. Well, dude, I was like four, so you know <laughs> when this came out, and and I don't know, I don't even know for sure how well it was. It released in the U.S. probably, but I don't have any idea how well it did. I will say, anyway, let me save that for the end. Um, we're talking about Bratz album, 1980, their one and only album. They did have a couple of EPs uh, released on CBS Records, has a runtime of 43 minutes and 15 seconds. The lineup as listed is Monroe on drums, keyboard and piano, Hank on guitars, Jens on bass guitars and vocals, and Dinar on vocals and guitar. And it was produced by Stig Kreutzfeldt. And if two of those names sounded familiar to you, if you're a Merciful Fate fan, they should, because Hank Sherman and Michael Dinner are both guitar players in that band, Merciful Fate. Um, as when I was looking stuff up for this, um, much as what Ben was talking about, I, I didn't find it through, through TikTok. I found out that I was looking at some of their music. Um, someone had mentioned that, hey, half of this band is Merciful Fate. And I was like, really? I looked up I'm like, holy crap, the... The two guitar players from Merciful, from Merciful Fate are in this band. Holy shit. So, yeah, that was like a mind blow for me. Yeah. And even King Diamond, he's not credited on this album, although Buzz says that he can hear him in the back on one of the songs. But he did become the singer after this in some of the EPs that they released in 81. And so, I mean, like the three principles are, are essentially there and just decided to to go in a more metal direction. Now, this you know, we don't just do punk music. Fuck, we just did Guar, which had a punk origins, but that, that we do post-punk, whatever whatever the fuck we feel like doing. It's what we do. I'll put it that way. Uh, let me just be blunt about it. But this really just sounded 
not punk at all. A little bit how rough some of it is, but it is a really solid, like, holdover from the 70s rock album. Like, you know, like a Danish ACDC kind of, although a little more intricate than some ACDC stuff. I'm going to call this album rock and roll. And then, like, and I mean, like, like fucking hardcore rock and roll, like what you would hear of when you think, like, what you think the Ramones should sound like when they're like more, you know, hey, they got the looks going on, but they, they should sound more aggressive. This is almost that. It's like a more aggressive yeah. version of the Ramones, and I think it's why I like it so much. Um, but as Ben said, this is technically a punk band, but they're almost not because there's times where they kind of go back and forth, but they're not quite metal yet because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to like expound, extrapolate too much on the origins of heavy metal. Um, but taking account of the fact that we can call um, Black Sabbath the first in quotations metal band um and then taking it to a direction like this it's almost like this is early metal this is almost what you might hear from uh judas priest or iron maiden in a way just not quite as aggressive yet so it's almost that weird gap between punk popish rock and a little bit heavier and i'm going to go back to what we said last week when we talked about guar it's a very strange time because usually when you hit the hit the 1980 or 1990 or 2000, it's not quite that new decade yet. It has a lot of holdover from the previous decade, and it usually takes about two or three years into that decade before you kind of get that distinct sound. That's where this lies for me. It's yes, it's 1980, but it has a lot of a 70s feel but it also feels like it was ahead of its time as well. Yeah, and I don't know if I said what the date was when it came out, so I'm going to repeat that, and if I already said it, I'm sorry, April 28th, 1980. But yes, this this does sound dated, but in a very cool way, because it is so in between various genres. So, it, you know, it you can definitely tell that this came, if I had to guess in listening to it, not knowing exactly when it came out, even though the giveaway is in the title, I would have guessed somewhere between 78 and 82. And I wouldn't have been exactly sure when, but it, it definitely sounds from that era, but it also sounds new, not just because it is new stuff that I haven't heard, but because of the specific alchemy of the various influence makes something unique that not anybody else really sounded like. And that's the takeaway. And I think that's why I was pleasantly surprised when uh, Ben mentioned this to me. And when I first listened to it, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I saw the name, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's that's okay. I mean, there's some weird punk bands out there that have weird names. And then I heard it, I'm like, this is this is actually really good. And then I go looking to see if they have anything else. And no, they don't. Um, that kind of makes me sad because I feel like, first off, I'm glad that Merciful Fate got formed. I just want to throw that out there. Had Merciful Fate never been formed, I really would have appreciated at least like one or two more albums from this band. Um, that's that's a that's a preview of probably how I'm going to grade this thing tonight. But <laughs> that's 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 kind of where I'm at with this. Yeah, I would agree with you 100% if we didn't get Merciful Fate out of it, which I like better than this because it's Merciful Fate. But this is very good, and it would not have made me sad to hear more of this. But yeah, and, I, it, everything on here, man. It's and another thing too is if. I didn't know that this was essentially one half of Merciful Fate or that they were from Denmark. They don't have very thick accents and they almost, it, I, I, if I had to listen to this going in blindly, I would have thought this would be an American band then. Like there's mm. a few times where you can kind of hear 
um, some of some of the jargon come through or some of the accent come through. But if you don't really don't listen to it hard, this honestly sounds like a New York punk band, which I don't think is a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. I think I would disagree slightly. I think I probably would have thought of it as British, um, but that's just because of, of some of the. Like you said, the verbiage didn't quite sound like native American English speakers. Now, their accents are good enough. The English is good enough. It sounds like native English speakers, but I just would have thought it was sort of some other place where English is the primary language, but the idioms aren't exactly the same. And I think another thing, too, is when when I think of Scandinavian countries, I don't think necessarily punk, even though, yes, punk was there for a while. I do I do feel like more either folk or metal. I always get that feel or even goth. Um, it's not some place that you, when you think of, oh, punk, you don't think like America or UK or Japan or uh, Germany, you think, oh, well, yeah, they're all metalheads up there. And yeah, it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. So again, just a very nice, pleasant surprise. And I was happy to hear it. Cool. Go on, glad. I was too. I was really quite taken uh, back by this. Um, I really, you know, this was a band that was only around for the one album. They go on to do other things. I don't really have anything else to say about them. I, you know, so I'm ready to jump into songs if you are. Just a, just a quick, before we actually jump in, um, the musicianship on this for the fact that they are a punk band technically is actually really good. Um, so I, I would, I'm, I'm going to encourage everyone to, again, preview, do yourself a favor and listen to it at least once. Um, the, especially the guitar players that, that, that always blew my, blew my mind um, listening to this. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm ready to jump in when you are. Cool. You know, this is an album. It's got 11 tracks on it. Uh, I think all of them are at least good and pleasurable to listen to. Some of them really rock out. And one of the ones that really stands out to me has been a point of, of uh, somewhat consternation lightheartedly for both Buzz and myself. And that's the opener, OY905, which is a great fucking song. That, I will tell you, this is probably my favorite uh, song on this album. Um, and when Buzz earlier said that I could hear King Diamond in the background, this is what I'm talking about. When they're talking about the, when they get to the, the chorus, I'm OI905, don't shoot me down tonight. There's a kind of like this ball grip high voice you can hear in the background. And the first time I heard it, I was like, that sounds really familiar. And then when I found out who this band eventually becomes, I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Why is he not credited on the album? Because that's clearly fucking King Diamond. Um, so not only, not only that, but just the whole energy of that song is, it's very, a few minutes ago, I said, this is very much rock and roll. If I take all the genres of rock out of it and we just go back to like a pure, just what rock and roll is that the song is that, um, it really is. It's very, it's dated in a good way. You can tell it's eighties, but it's like that high energy, um, I just did like three lines of cocaine and now I'm going to go play basketball for my school. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of like the energy mm-hmm. level. Um, and one of the things that Ben and I were talking about, and if there's anyone out there that is from Denmark or knows anything about Danish culture, please let us know what the fuck OY905 means because I couldn't find anything online about it. Um, every time I did any kind of searching, it would either bring me the lyrics to that song or there's like, it brought me to the Fiskars uh, site like twice. So I'm like, I don't, does this have something to do with machinery? Is that what's going on? Um, but that's it. So if someone out there knows what it is, please let me know or let Ben know or let us know. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. 
but that is yeah. a fucking badass song. Same. Um, I have no idea what it is, but yeah. Um, from there, like I said, a lot of them really good. I really liked the next one that I would like to single out is uh, Complex Don't Destroy Me, which is like the longest track on here. And actually, I guess Heavy Rocker's a little bit longer, but you know that this one they kind of settle in and do a little bit of a, a more bluesy thing and which really shocked me and the guitar playing on it is very tasty um again you know these guys are known as shredders especially when they get into merciful fade but they kind of really showed that even before they had gotten those chops that those both of these guys could really play and it um not something i was expecting especially on something that was supposed to be kind of a punkish album but something that i really really enjoyed kind of in the middle of the album so it's it was a nice segue because it just we went from kind of fast pace to it kind of slowed down and gave everyone a chance to breathe much they might have at a concert or a show where the band might play something short let everyone kind of get some energy for the next few songs come back so i think that's where it came back for me um i really like tame me a lot because it starts off and it's like oh you can't sing slow dude um you're kind of off key and then they come in and just it starts up with the guitar riffs um and from there it just becomes an awesome song um lyrically i actually like punk fashion and heavy rocker a lot because Mm -hmm. and accepted those are the lyrically i think those are my three favorite songs on here um punk fashion just made like it was making fun of posers and yeah i appreciate that so much probably the punkest song on the album to be honest is that one yeah that's like i'm sitting here going like that is the most punk thing it's come out and it's 1980s this is like the height of popularity for for punk music i would say um so I'm I'm just kind of awesome. I think it's kind of funny that they made fun of that. Um, and then just kind of skipping ahead, I really enjoyed Heavy Rocker because that felt more like rock and roll. This is rock and roll. Heavy Rocker, this is what's about. I mean, I, I I don't want to like split all the lyrics to this, but it you know the whole idea of oh people aren't listening to me anymore, but there's this new generation now that's coming up and it's helping me out a lot. Um, it it, it kind of spoke to me in that sense, but. Um, and then accepted is again it, it's kind of very biting other than punk fashion I think it's the other one that really is kind of an in your face more punk than anything else on this album yeah I think you know what little commentary I was able to find on this a lot of people like the closer zombie people a whole lot and again it's not a bad song but um, it's not my favorite but for a closer for this particular album I thought it did pretty well and that's not to say the ones I didn't mention aren't, aren't good. They are. Um, I think those are the ones that just really stuck out the most. Uh, Zombie People was okay. I just think Accepted is... I, I, I think they could have ended on Accepted and it would have been fine. Um, but yeah, the, the whole album as a whole, it's one of these... You need to do yourself a favor and listen to it. Um, just because it, you might get a different opinion than what Ben and I have. But yeah, it was really good. I, I'm again. I'm, I know I'm, I've said it again. It sounds like I'm I'm repeating myself, and I am. But I just it was a very good, solid album for me. I mean, I I I might take out. I'm going to pronounce this horribly, but um, Agka Gosler. I know I'm I, like I horrible at that. There's someone listening right now going, "Oh, you dumb American, you can't pronounce it." I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like 30 seconds long. I don't know that it needed to be there. I probably would have cut that. But other than that, everything on here is awesome. Yeah. Um, let's grade this thing then. Cool. So you went last week. I'll go first this week. Um, 
again, my two my two grade system. Um, from a just punk perspective, that's all I'm gonna do is keep it a punk level. Um, from the attitude wise, and that's how I'm grading it as a punk album. Um, as as, as a punk album, I'm giving a C plus. However, musically, this is getting a fucking A plus for me because oh my god, this is an ama- this was an amazing band, and I really wish we could have heard more from them. Um, and perhaps if they had had a second album come out we could have had like felt like where they really fit in and have been like, okay, cool. This is what they established themselves as now. And, you know, we, I can now listen to them more and have a more, uh, have hearing them grow a little bit. But as we said two of the people in this band do grow and become fucking amazing and phenomenal. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that sooner rather than later, hopefully. But uh, that's my perspective. I think that you are right on that, um, not to give too much away, but uh, my grade is going to basically come right in the middle of the two grades that Buzz gave this, because I'm going to give this a B plus. It's not the punkiest thing ever, but it's a solid-ass rock and roll album, and it's really, really good. It's incredibly well played. It's It was a fun listen to. And, you know, honestly, 43 minutes, 43 minutes and 15 seconds, the runtime is not long. It's a little longer than something that I'd normally just repeat a lot, because usually once you get over 40 minutes, man, that's practically an hour, you know, as far as repeat listens, trying to get that into a day. But this is something that you can just put on over and over, and it's cool stuff to put on and just let play in the background while you're doing other things. This is a very fun album. And I think that's what it comes down to for me. That's why I think I like it so much. It's just, it's maybe it's because it was new and I hadn't experienced it before, but it's just, it's fun. I mean, it's everything it extols the virtues of rock and roll, if you will. It really felt like this checked all the boxes of rock and roll without being overly aggressive or too, too shitty about things. And it's just like, Hey, this is, we're a rock and roll band. And there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, not to, uh, to shit on these artists for any reason, but like, Billy Joel always talks about rock and roll, and that is a certain that piano stuff is a certain kind of rock and roll, but this is rock and roll. I mean, and when Bob Singer is singing about old time rock and roll, he doesn't necessarily mean this, but it could just as easily have been this because these lyrically, if you if you took some of the modern du- two guitar elements out of this and like put rockabilly music to these lyrics, it would work just as well. I agree, and um, that that's something I'll, I'll, we may talk about as as we talk about other bands as we go down as well, but uh, when you listen to, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to phonetically say this as best I can, but rock and roll is, is when I say it, there's two different things for me. There's rock in roll, like the letter in, which to me is anything from the beginning of rock and roll from the mid fifties up until like mid sixties. That's that era of rock and roll to me, rock, and roll to me is the heavier stuff getting away from less less lovey-dovey stuff and more like purely teenage hormonal outbursts, which I know it sounds weird because we're talking about punk, but bear with me for a moment. Um, getting more a little more complex and perhaps more aggressive, getting into the early to mid-70s to up to about the mid to late 80s. That's where I feel like rock and roll fits. And I'm, there's people that's going to disagree with me on that, but that's how I view it. Um, so to me, Billy Joel and Bob Seger are talking about rock 
in role rather than rock and roll. Yeah. Again, your people might disagree with me. That's fine, but that's how I've always viewed it. I think it's a pretty good way to put it. I mean, I think I would I would say it slightly different because to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, what I heard you saying was that it's kind of when you you stop mimicking the blues and start like making it its own form right so there's that there's that feel like early rock and roll when it was more we've just come from a weird period you know world war ii just ended um up until this point big band was a thing and then all of a sudden you know people wanted something different and your typical people of the time that were popularized in movies weren't necessarily privy to certain kinds of music that were actually very good. Um, this being blues, Delta blues, um, jazz, et cetera. While people knew about these, they weren't really forefront. And then all of a sudden this kid from Memphis comes along and because he doesn't look like these other people, it's all of a sudden. Okay. Um, that era, that mm-hmm. decade, perhaps even two decades where you had more soul, more rhythm, um, it was more about like being upbeat, happy in a way, I guess is a good way I'd say it, happy. Um, that's really what rock and roll is to me. And I appreciate that kind of music. I really do. But when I say, man, this is rock and roll, that's what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking more of the more aggressive, like just speeding up, like, hey, we don't really fit into any specific genre. We're just a rock band and run with it. That's when I say rock and roll for the most part, that's what I'm meaning. Cool. All right. A final question on this before we uh, get out of here. Would you buy this album? Yeah. Yes. And if your answer is anything other than yes, then you need to go listen to this album. Yeah. 100%. I'm, I'm, it's probably insanely priced, but I'm actually going to see if I can find a copy on vinyl. I was going to say, I'm like, I kind of feel like this is one of those albums you you get it on CD or digital so you can actually listen to it, but it deserves to be on vinyl in your collection. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, yeah, good. We'll listen to this. Um, my, my friend, what are we doing next time? I think we need to change directions for a minute because we went from cosmic horror to, you know, some good old adolescent rock and roll i think we need to step out and into a coven perhaps all right all right i like where you're going with this and um if you getting about that time of year it's about the time of year it's not quite but it's uh i think by the time that we record that one release it'll be closer to it mm-hmm. and uh i think this album will have a certain lady's name a certain lady who is perhaps a witch um and this band is also from Denmark. And if you have not figured out who it is yet, I say we have it be a surprise. That's for me. It is needed to be so. But thank you for listening to us. And, uh, you know, we, we can't make any promises about how long we'll keep this together, but we'll, we'll keep it going for as long as we can. Unless more tragedies happen in our lifetimes, we will continue on. Indeed. Thanks for listening.